wish you all a warm welcome in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and just pray you will bless that evening meeting. Mm-hmm. We're grateful again for our pastor taking this meeting. And notices is for the following week up on Wednesday at 10.30 is the ladies' prayer meeting. Um, the midweek meeting will be at 7.30 on Wednesday as well. And Friday is the junior club will be meeting. Next week we have Pastor Watts coming to us and there will be another communion service at 5.30 that week because this week was a week. Thank you. Bless the Lord, O my soul, O Lord my God, thou art very great, thou art clothed with honour and majesty. Let us come now to the Lord in prayer. Let us pray. Almighty and ever blessed God, we come to thee, thou art a great and a glorious God, one who is so worthy to be praised. We do come to bless thee, O Lord, this evening hour. To bless thy great and glorious name. Oh, we come in the name which is high above every name, the name of our Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ. And we thank thee for him. We thank thee for his death upon the cross. We thank thee for his body that was broken and his blood that was shed that we have just remembered around the table. What love to us. But we come to thee again in his name to worship thee. And do help us to worship thee tonight, to give thee the glory that is due unto thy name. Blessed be thy glorious name. Help us to make thy praise glorious. We are so weak, we're reminded that without thee we can do nothing. So come and help us, strengthen us within. May the Holy Spirit work within our hearts this night, so that we will give thee the glory and make thy praise glorious. Hear our prayer for Christ's sake. Amen. Amen. We turn to our first praise, number eight. Our first praise, number eight. And we're singing verses one through to verse five. Psalm number eight, verses one through to verse five. How excellent in all the earth, Lord, our Lord, is thy name, who has thy glory far advanced above the starry frame. Amen. Just go down to verse 5, and here's a reference to the Lord Jesus Christ. We know that in the epistle to the Hebrews. For thou a little lower hast, in none the angels made, with glory and with dignity thou crowned hast his head. The Jews Winchester, verses 1 to 5. How excellent it Amen. Mm-hmm. 
Our Old Testament reading tonight is to be found in Proverbs 24, and we're reading verse 21 through to verse 34. Proverbs 24, and we're reading from verse 21. Let us hear God's word. My son, fear thou the Lord and the King, and meddle not with them that are given to change. For their calamity shall rise suddenly, and who knoweth the ruin of them both? These things also belong to the wise. It is not good to have respect of persons in judgment. He that saith unto the wicked, Thou art righteous, him shall the people curse. Nations shall abhor him, but to them that rebuke him shall be delight. And a blessed good blessing shall come upon them. Every man shall kiss his lips that giveth a right answer. Prepare thy work without, and make it fit for thyself in the field, and afterward build thine house. Be not a witness against thy neighbour without cause, and deceive not with thy lips. Say not, I will do so to him as he hath done to me. I will render to the man according to his work. I went by the field of the slothful, by the vineyard of the man void of understanding, and, though it was all grown over with thorns, and nettles had covered the face thereof, and the stone wall thereof was broken down, then I saw and considered it well, and I looked upon it, and received instruction, yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, so shall thy poverty come as one that travaileth, and they want as an armed man. Amen. May the Lord give us understanding, and may he bless the reading of his precious word. We turn to our second praise in light of what we've just read, to number 15, verses 1 through to verse 5. Within thy tabernacle, Lord, who shall abide with thee, and in my high and holy hill, who shall dwell Number 15, and the tune is Grafenberg. <clears throat> Within thy Yeah. 
If thou, Lord, should mark iniquity, who shall stand? Not one of us could stand. But there is forgiveness with thee, that thou mayest be feared. Though, Lord, we would seek that forgiveness, and having sought it, and we believe, knowing a little of it, we would have this awe in our hearts. We would show to thee how we value forgiveness. O Lord, we come then. We thank thee for thy word. How how thou hast spoken to us already tonight. O Lord, help us to live humbly in this world and to walk with thee. We thank thee for the book of Proverbs, these short lessons that teach us so much, particularly in a practical way. And Lord, help us to be concerned about godly living, the way in which we do things for thy glory. May we be that example in this world. We thank thee for what we read in the New Testament. We thank thee for the Saviour, such compassion, such authority, such mercy. Though we do pray tonight that he would draw near to poor sinners and speak a word, a gracious word to the soul. O Lord, that there will be those that will look unto him and will be saved. Oh, for the work of the Saviour tonight in the hearts of poor sinners in this locality. For anyone here who is a stranger to grace or listening online and further afield, may they be rejoicing in heaven tonight over sinners repenting of their sin. To that end, we pray for the preaching of the word and the work of the Holy Spirit. May there be that work of convincing, convicting of sin, but also showing forth the Saviour and his suitableness and him alone. Oh, we pray for this tonight. We pray for the ministry of the shepherd, the work of the Holy Spirit, and thy hand, O Lord. Oh, we pray. Oh, blessed trying God, work tonight, O Lord. And what we pray for in the light of the gospel, we pray that thou would work in our own hearts. Do that work of strengthening and encouraging. Do that work of moulding. Thou art the potter. We are the clay. O make us that which seemeth fit unto thee. O Lord, break us and mould us. O make us more like we ought to be. O do that work. We are ready, O Lord. Do what thou must to mould us into something more and more beautiful and pleasing in thy sight as the days go past. We do thank thee again for the opportunity to come around the table. Oh, for this blessing we have known. And we pray, O oh Lord, that we would see our Saviour as precious. We've heard those words before. May we focus on him. May we meditate on him. May we so live for him. Oh, Lord, we would tell thee often that we love thee. Forgive us where we haven't said it enough. Oh, to say it more, O oh Lord, to thee, that we love thee. Oh, we thank thee for our Saviour. Help us to go forth this week in his name and to serve him, ready to submit to him. Oh, we think of those special requests which he gives us in the word. May we be willing. And for those commands to launch out, may we obey. Oh, humble us more and more like Peter, we beseech thee. Do bless us in the word tonight. Speak to us through the word. We do pray for the preaching of the word here in this place. Oh, help 
strengthen. May there be that unction, O Lord. And for all of us who hear, oh, we pray that thou wilt cause us to walk in light of what we hear this night. We do remember other congregations. We pray for thy servant, the Reverend John Fakwe in Salisbury. Bless him there and the congregation in Salisbury. We pray for thy servant, Pastor Mark Stocker in Southampton. Be with him, O Lord, and undertake in every way. And for others, O Lord, we know of near and far. We do pray for Pastor John Saunders. Bless his ministry in his retirement, O Lord. Oh, may he know that encouraging blessing in his own soul. And for others, O oh Lord, near and far, we would remember them. We do pray again for our nation. Oh, we do pray for our King. We pray that he would make a speedy recovery and soon be home. And we pray that he would be enabled to look unto thee. He is a King. But there is one who is called the King of Kings. Oh, may he submit entirely to him. We do pray for Princess Catherine in the hospital. We pray that this week she may be able to come home and that she too would make a speedy recovery. We do pray for our royal household. Thou dost exhort us to pray, as we are told in thy word, and so we will pray for our King. We pray for the Queen, we pray for the Prince and the Princess and the whole of the Royal Household. Oh, we pray that they would know the blessing of King Jesus in the palace. We pray for those who are in great need. We think of those who suffer greatly, those who are in the streets. We do pray for those who seek to come alongside the homeless. Oh, we pray for those believers seeking to do such a work. We pray. We pray for this nation. Have mercy upon us. How we need thy touch again. In a way of blessing. Oh Lord, in wrath, remember mercy. Lord, we know that thou art angry with this nation. But Lord, remember mercy. Oh, give us wisdom. Bring us to our knees. Cause us to look unto thee. We've been through a pandemic recently, O oh Lord, yet we seem to be no better in this country. O oh Lord, have mercy upon us. Would you pray for the church? O oh Lord, will thou not revive us? How we need thee. We need that personal revival. We feel so on the ground at times. Come and quicken us. O oh Lord, come and quicken the church. Revive, O oh Lord. May it be such a day, a day of the Son of Man. When there is such an awareness of Christ in the congregations. Oh, we pray for this. May it be soon, O oh Lord. Would you pray for the situation in the Red Sea at this time? Would you pray that the conflict would not escalate? We pray, O oh Lord, for a measure of calm. We pray for the situation in Yemen and also in Gaza and Israel. O oh Lord, we pray, give wisdom. We do pray that soon this greater conflict would come to conclusion. May there be peace, O oh Lord, in Israel. O oh Lord, do protect. And we do pray for peace to come to Gaza. But a peace beyond a natural peace we long for as well. A peace in the gospel through the Prince of Peace. To this end we pray. 
that the gospel would spread in Israel. Open eyes, O Lord, lift the veil. May they look on Jesus as they mourn. And we pray for many others in that part of the world. We would remember the situation in Ukraine, Lord. Bring that situation. We would not believe that a war would continue for so long. Oh, we pray. And we pray for thy true people in Ukraine. Oh, Lord, we pray, keep them encouraged in thee. And when they are faithful, oh, Lord, speak to their hearts. We thank thee for the Bibles that have gone forth, from the John's Gospels, from the TBS and other organisations into Ukraine. Bless thy people, and may hearts be wooed unto the Saviour. In Ukraine we pray. Be with us now, Lord. We do pray for those laid aside through sickness. We pray for John. We commit him to thee. May he know a little relief as the week passes, we pray. May he know that support. And for others, O Lord, we pray for. Again, we pray for this village. Our hearts are burdened for the villagers. Lord, we pray. O touch hearts, O Lord. May we be a good example, a good testimony. We think that we are epistles, seen and read of all men. May we be a good book in this village, a good epistle, seen and read. May they see the kindness, the love, but most of all, may they see us pointing them to one we so love, our Saviour. Be with those in the workplace, bless them as they seek to do their duties. We know often it's not possible to say a word for thee, but may the way they do their work speak volumes to the lost, O Lord. For those in the school, be with them. And those in the college and university, we pray for them. Those in the home, bless them and the community. Bless us all, Lord. Help us. We think of those words this morning, whatsoever ye do, do it all. And, O Lord, help us. Whatsoever we are found doing in accordance to that which is right, may we do it with all our heart. O hear us now, then. Help us, we pray. Forgive us our sins, and have the glory, Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name. Hear us for Christ's sake. Amen. Amen. We turn to our third praise, Psalm 130, to the tune humility, Lord, from the depths to thee I cry. Psalm 130, verses 1 to 8, the tune is humility, Lord, from the depths to thee I cry. <coughs> Lord, from the depths to Oh, 
Tonight we continue on in our series, Gracious Words from the Lips of Jesus. Gracious Words from the Lips of Jesus. And with this in mind, we come to Matthew 9 and verse 2. Matthew 9 and verse 2. And behold, they brought to him a man sick of the palsy, lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer. Thy sins be forgiven thee. Son, be of good cheer. Thy sins be forgiven thee. Dear congregation, what a precious word this is to a poor man whose sins were many and had affected every faculty of his soul. What words? Son, be of good cheer. Thy sins be forgiven thee. Have you the knowledge, have you the comfort that your sins are forgiven? Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, take heart, be comforted. Your sins are forgiven. God, in the capacity of a judge, forgave all your sins upon the event of faith. Yes, we grieve him, and we need to seek fatherly forgiveness. But all take comfort tonight. All your sins were forgiven by God in the capacity of a church. And therefore there is now no condemnation. We sang earlier around the table those words in the 103rd Psalm. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. And then the psalmist, he thinks of the benefits, the blessings bestowed. What's the first one? He thinks of, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, it is the forgiveness of all one's iniquities. What a benefit, what a blessing, and a blessing because of the precious blood of Jesus. Oh, to respond, bless the Lord, oh my soul. He deserves the blessing, and we, from the bottom of our hearts, are to give him that praise and blessing. What a blessing to be forgiven because of the precious blood of Jesus. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, let us not forget, but remember his grace towards us. Let us not forget, but remember also our precious Saviour. What a blessing to hear such words, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. Now here in this chapter at the beginning, just setting the scene, we read in verse 1, And he entered into a ship, and passed over, and came into his own country. Now Nazareth was the place where he grew up, and we could say it was his own city. Yet having spent much time in Capernaum, it is called here his own city. Mark 2 verse 1. Matthew Henry writes, it was the principal place of his residence at present. J.C. Ryle writes, it was the place where he dwelt after leaving Nazareth. And so yes, we can think of Nazareth, that was the place where he grew up. That's where he spent many long hours working in the carpenter's shop. But here he came to Capernaum. A place that was known as his own city, for he spent a while in that place. In Matthew 4, verse 13, we read, And leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, 
which is upon the sea coast, coast in the borders of Zebulun and Naphtalim. Reverend John Brown of Paddington wrote, Here Christ resided and taught. Mark 2 verse 1, And again he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noise that he was in the house. So we have the scene then. He passed over, and he came to his own city, which was Capernaum. And in verse 2 we read on, Behold, they brought to him a man sick of the palsy, lying on a bed, and Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. What a word it was to this man. And just note there, those that brought the friend, Jesus saw their faith. Just pause there. Is Jesus seeing your faith tonight? In a moment, we'll consider the man who was given faith and he knew the forgiveness of his sins, but you consider the friends. Jesus saw their faith. Does Jesus see your faith? What do I mean? Does he see you looking to him, exercising faith, believing in him? Now, if you just turn with me, we have a little more detail in Mark's account in Mark 2 and verse 3. And they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven me. Just think of it, young ones, just think of it here. They uncovered the roof, and they broke it up, and they lowered their friend down to where the Lord was. And Jesus saw their faith. What faith they had. Nothing would stop them. They would ensure that their friend got to the feet of Jesus. Because they so believed. There were obstacles in the way. But their faith was strong. And there may be obstacles in the way in your life. Oh, for strong faith. You remember Moses at the Red Sea? What a hurdle it was, the Red Sea. They were hemmed in by the Red Sea. Moses, with such calmness compared to the rest who were so fearful, Moses, with such calmness, said to the people, Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. He was focused with his friends here. There was an obstacle, but that was no issue to them. They unbroke. They broke the roof and they lay, they lowered their friend down to where our Lord was. Well, returning here to verse 2, Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. Without any further introduction, let's consider these words tonight. First of all, a poor sinner brought to Jesus. And secondly, a precious word for a believing sinner. A poor sinner brought to Jesus. And secondly, a precious word for a believing sinner. Just notice verse 2. And behold, they brought to him a man, sick of the palsy, lying on a bed. They brought him. This man was not forgotten. You consider the kindness of his friends. 
They brought him to the place where Jesus was. In verse 3 of Mark 2 we read, And they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. These four, they, they had such a compassion for this man. And they so desired that he would be blessed by Jesus. And so they, looking and believing, brought their friend to where Jesus was. And Jesus, as already mentioned tonight, took note of their faith. The Lord sees everyone. The Lord knows everything. What does he know about you? What's he observing in your life at this very moment? Is he seeing you looking up to him? You may say, my faith is so small, but he observes it. Does he <coughs> see you looking to him? Here these four come, and the Lord sees their faith. And when we think of faith, there's the evidence of faith. But we can't see faith in the heart, but Jesus can. Where there is faith, Jesus sees it in the heart. What a blessing, dear child of God. Jesus sees your faith. There's times you may struggle, but he sees that gift of faith within your heart. For these four, they believed that the Lord could help this man who was sick of the palsy. So they brought him to Jesus. I have three questions for you at this point. Firstly, do you believe the Lord can help poor sinners? We think of the gospel. Do you believe the Lord can help poor sinners? You think of this community, you think of this country, you think of the world. Do you believe the Lord can help poor sinners? I know you do, but let's believe it. When we think of our friends, let's believe if it's the Lord's will, he can so help them. Are we not thankful for those who believe the Lord could help us? Well, let's believe the Lord can help others. Let's seek to do what we can. Secondly, are you praying for it with faith in your heart? Believing he can help our sinners? Are you praying for it? You think of your friends who are unconverted. You think of certain ones. Are you praying the Lord would do them good? Do you believe it? And then thirdly, are you seeking to do what you can? Yes, salvation is of the Lord. But you see here these friends, they brought him to Jesus. Are you seeking to do what you can? Here am I, use me. Use me instrumentally. Well, these believed that Jesus could do their friend good. And Jesus saw it. Notice verse 2, Jesus seeing their faith. These words strike us, don't they? Jesus seeing their faith. They believed that Jesus could bless their friend. Do we believe it? He will. Psalm 72 verse 17, his name shall endure forever, his name shall be continued as long as the sun, and men shall be blessed in him, all nations shall call him blessed. There it is, men shall be blessed in him. If they believe, they will be blessed. Do you believe it? That men shall be blessed is a promise. And that promise stands. 
So we look to this new week, we look to the future, we consider this world, and we believe that Jesus is going to bless poor sinners. He's going to draw them, and he's going to bless certain ones. All nations shall call him blessed. Let's consider this man a little more, the one who was brought to Jesus. What do we read in verse 2? Behold, they brought to him a man sick of the palsy. You think of this here, there was a loss of power and motion to some point that this man could not walk or sit up. He was greatly paralysed. He was sick of the palsy. And that's plain. Four had to bear him. Four had to bring him. It wasn't one that walked alongside him and helped him because he was struggling to walk. No, four had to carry him had to bring him. John Gill writes, he being so enfeebled by the disease upon him, his nerves so weak and the members of his body in such a tremor that he was not able to walk himself, nor even to be carried by others in any other way than this. What a situation he was in. Just pause, what kindness of the fall to bring this man to Jesus. They brought him, this man sick of the palsy, because they knew that Jesus was his only hope. Who else could they go to? Who else can the sinner go to? Do you not you believe it? There's no one else. Only Jesus. Only Jesus can help poor sinners. Only the Lord Jesus Christ could help me. And I'm thankful for those who pointed me to the Saviour. Well, consider this man, what a state he was in, palsy. And it reminds us that men by nature are in a miserable state. Oh, what sin has done. It has had such a crippling effect. And sin has affected the whole of man's nature. We have this in Isaiah chapter 1. And verse 5, why should you be stricken any more? You will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick and the whole heart faint. From the sole of the foot, even unto the head, there is no soundness in it, but wounds and bruises and putrefying sores that have not been closed, neither bound up, neither modified with ointment. See the effect of sin from the sole of the foot unto the head, there is no soundness. What sin has done, we think of the fall of mankind. And all what sin has done. And there in Isaiah we are taught the truth of total depravity. Sin has affected every part. It's affected the heart, isn't it? By nature men do not love the Lord. It's affected the will. We will not have this man to reign over us. What a contrast for those who are saved. Thy people shall be winning in the day of the, thy power. One week ago, sin has affected every part. Now it is not utter depravity. No, but total <coughs> depravity. If it was utter depravity, you would not be safe to go outside of this church to your homes tonight. It's not utter depravity. And we see the evidence. There are certain ones we know they're kind, aren't they? They have a natural 
time, a few meet certain ones in the workplace or the community, maybe some of your neighbours, and there's a natural kindness. I can think of certain ones in this village. They, they have a kindness. And so it's not utter depravity. No. We won't be able to live if it was utter depravity. But it's total depravity. It's affected the whole, every faculty of the soul. Oh, what sin is, has done, what a disease it is. Psalm 51 verse 5, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. It's affected the heart. Jeremiah 17 verse 9, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? There's a spiritual deadness. Ephesians 2 verse 1. There's deadness. The man is totally unable to save himself or do that which is truly pleasing to the Lord. He cannot transform himself. Left to himself. Jeremiah 13 verse 23. Can the Ethiopian change his skin or the leopard his spot? And then you remember what our Lord said in Matthew 7, verse 17, Even so every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth good fruit, evil fruit rather, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Oh, what sin has done. A work of grace is needed. And as we think of this man, what a state he was in, and as we think of poor sinners, what's our prayer? That the Holy Spirit will come and do a work in the soul, that there will be a work of grace, that life will be given, that men will be found looking unto Jesus, having been convicted of their sin through the Holy Spirit and the Word. Oh, we pray for it, do we not? We pray that the Lord would so wear. There needs to be the new birth. Why? Because of the deadness with him. What a dreadful disease this was, Paul But oh, what a dreadful disease is sin. And we see the effects of it in this nation, don't we? Just listen to how certain young ones speak today. It's like blasphemy in their conversation and they don't realise what they're doing. That's so sad, isn't it? I remember a number of years ago, I used to meet with certain young ones in the school, and occasionally I used to hear blasphemy. But it's different now, isn't it? Oh, what a disease sin is, and all we see the effects. Think of the unbelief in the heart. So few are believing. That's a sin. It's not putting God first, is it? In light of the first commandment. What a dreadful disease sin is. Puritan Thomas Watson writes, this is a disease and nothing can cure a disease but the blood of the physician. Nothing can cure a disease but the blood of the physician. And so these friends, they bring their friend unto Jesus. For here we think of this man, what a miserable state he was in. But oh, you consider the miserable state men are in by nature. What a state then. But here this man was brought to Jesus. And what's our prayer tonight? That poor sinners would be brought to Jesus. Maybe someone in your family is not a believer. 
Oh, that they will be brought to Jesus. Maybe that difficult person in the workplace who makes it hard for you. Oh, that they will be brought to Jesus. I told you this before, there was a certain man I used to work with. To begin with, all was well. But then he turned and he made it so difficult for me. He spoke against me. He mocked me. But then he was brought to Jesus. And I had a new friend. All oh, the sinners, those who cause you difficulty, would be brought to Jesus. As we think of this village, what's our prayer? They will be brought to Jesus. For some, they've lived in this village for many years. Oh, that they, yet they will be brought to Jesus. Now consider this man, he couldn't get to Jesus himself. Four friends, they brought him. All the sinners would be brought to Jesus. All that they would be drawn. And that there would be a meeting between Jesus and a poor sinner. We who love the Lord, we're thankful, aren't we? There was a meeting. Remember Zacchaeus? There was a meeting he had with the Saviour. And we who love the Lord, there's been that meeting with the Lord Jesus Christ. In that initial way. Oh, that it would be such a meeting. Sinners brought to him. Oh, that the shepherd would go after the lost wandering sheep. Oh, that he would find precious words in Luke 15, aren't they? He went after that which is lost until he found it. I'm so thankful for that word until. He did not give up on me. What a state I was in. He went after me. He found me. Oh, the poor sinners will be brought to Jesus. The Lord Jesus Christ says, come unto me. Oh, that they will be drawn by grace and that they will be given life. A life from him. The Lord did this man good. Only he can do poor sinners good. If you're not a Christian here, let me tell you, your only hope is Jesus. Oh, that he would do you good. He who went all the way to the cross, who died there at Calvary. Oh, that you would have a meeting with Jesus. That you would be brought to him, brought to his feet. You think he, this man was lowered down and he was laid at the feet of Jesus. If you're without Christ, that's where you need to be. At the feet of Jesus. And we who love the Lord, let's not get up on our feet as it were. But ever be at his feet, looking up in admiration. Oh, the poor sinners tonight, under the preaching of the gospel, would be brought to the Saviour. Well, these friends, they brought their friends, believing that Jesus could do him good. Dear congregation, I believe with all my heart, Jesus can do poor sinners good he did good for me he's able therefore to do others good do you believe he will still do good in this world for poor sinners many poor sinners believe it different and believe what he's doing at this present time he encourages me to go to london to hear what's happening in india and other places of the world. 
I read the other day a letter from someone in a prison in the Wessex area, given a Bible, and he's so thankful now because he knows the Saviour. The Lord, as it were, he will do poor sinners good in this world, and he's doing it now at this present time. Here these friends, they brought this man to Jesus. And the Lord did him good. Oh, the Lord, as it were, he's building his church as we considered this morning. The church is growing. Tonight, it is larger than it's ever been. And next, Lord, say the Lord spares, it will be even bigger because the Lord is doing poor sinners good. Well, just before we move on, time is going so quickly. Just think again of these four friends. They brought their friend to Jesus. Remember, as we considered on Wednesday, Andrew went to Peter and told him of Jesus. Tell them of Jesus. We thought as we left the table tonight of those words unto you who believe he is precious. When I fell in love, I went and told my parents. And I expect some of you can say the same, or your friends. You found someone that was precious, one to you who believe he is precious, let's speak of him. If he's precious, we speak of him. You speak of your spouse because they're precious. Let's speak of Jesus, the beloved of the soul. Let's tell them of Jesus. Are we not thankful for those who told us? Salvation is of the Lord, but he uses his people instrumentally. as the preaching of the gospel. There are times when parents speak to their children. Youth work, those who come alongside soldiers in the military, those who reach those in the prisons and the hospitals. The Lord uses his people instrumentally just turn with me to Romans chapter 10, those words, Romans chapter 10, verse 14, verse 13 we read, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe on him on whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? You see, the Lord uses instruments in his work. Let's tell them, of Jesus. Let's point sinners to Jesus. You remember John, who went before the Lord. What did he say? Behold the Lamb of God. Seek to come alongside men and women, boys and girls, and show to them how precious Jesus is. You know, one can speak of the Lord, and it's just coming from the head. Oh, speak of the Lord from your heart. You just think of those words in Isaiah chapter 40, where God's servants are encouraged and commanded to comfort the people of God. Isaiah 40, comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, saith your God. And then we read these words, speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem, speak ye comfortably. And in the Hebrew, the words are translated here, speak ye comfortably to the heart, a message of comfort to the heart, from the heart to the heart. And so when we seek to point sinners to Jesus, let it be from your heart. He's precious. 
Let it be from your heart that people will hear something about the one they tell me of. From the heart to the heart, oh, seek to tell poor sinners the only hope of this village, the only hope of this country, the only hope of the world is the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, tell them of Jesus. And the encouragement is this, Psalm 72, men shall be blessed in him. The child of God, are you not thankful? You are the one of the many there, blessed in Jesus. Appoint them. Sometimes the Lord's people stray and need restoring. So there is this renewed zeal. Sometimes we're not able to point someone to Jesus because we're in a particular work situation where we, it's not easy to do so. Maybe you're so burdened by something and it's hard to tell someone of Jesus. But sometimes the Lord's people have to admit Sometimes it's because we're straying. They're straying. And there needs to be that renewing, that renewed zeal. That was the case for David. It's turned with me to Psalm 51. Cast not away, cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. And there are sometimes, I'm not saying this is all the time, no. I'm saying sometimes we need to be brought to the feet of Jesus, lost in wonder and amazement, with our hearts warmed and touched, that we can but go forth and tell them of Jesus. We were straying. We were doing something that was wrong. But then the shepherd comes and he touches our hearts. And there we are. We're lost in amazement at him. And then there's this still, I must go and tell someone of the Lord Jesus Christ. I must seek to bring someone under the preaching of the gospel. I must seek to do what I can. Let's pray that the Lord would give us opportunities that we can bring friends to church to hear the gospel. Well, we must draw to a close now. Time has gone so quickly. Secondly, would be very brief, a precious word for a believing sinner. Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. Now, as we have seen, the Lord saw the faith of those that brought the man to him. But he also saw faith in the heart of the man. Because he's given a word of comfort that his sins are forgiven. See, the man repented. Faith and repentance go together. Repentance is an evidence of faith. And he's given the assurance and the comfort that his sins are forgiven. What a precious gift faith is. For upon the event of faith, one receives Christ and his righteousness. And thus one is pardoned all their sins and accepted by God as righteous. And this man was told such a word of comfort. Son, be of good cheer. Thy sins are forgiven thee. He's been given faith. He's received Christ and his righteousness. And his pardon. You consider the forgiveness of sins is the first part of what we call justification. 
In Romans 3, verse 24, we read, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood, to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God, to declare, I say at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. And it's plain that those that believe in Jesus because of the grace of God are justified upon the event of faith because of Christ's righteousness. What a blessing to be forgiven. God is a judge forgiving all one's sins. We who are the Lord's, we need to seek fatherly forgiveness. But we don't need to seek the forgiveness of a judge. Because God, in the capacity of a judge, on the event of faith, forgave all our sins. There is no condemnation. And though we grieve the Lord, and I say this carefully, we should never treat sin lightly as the Lord's people. But the comfort is this, we will never find ourselves again under condemnation. That's played in Romans chapter Eight. There's forgiveness with the Lord. The guilt of sin is removed. One's sins are not charged to them now. There is non-imputation. They are no longer answerable for them. One is freed from the obligation to punishment. The sentence of condemnation is overturned. No condemnation now I dread. Because I'm covered by the precious blood of Jesus. What do we read in Psalm 103 verse 3? Who forgiveth all thine iniquities. They're all pardoned. Because Christ bore the punishment for them all. Past. Present. And future. What hope would we have. If our future sins were not covered. By the precious blood of Jesus. Blessed is the man, we read in Romans 4, verse 8, whom the Lord will not impute sin. All pardoned. Yes, we sin. We fell. Are we not thankful when the Holy Spirit convicts us as the Lord's people? And we're humbled. And we mourn over what we have done. And we look to him by way of faith and we seek that fatherly forgiveness. Be thankful we're led to that point. But the comfort tonight we're focusing is that God as a judge forgave us all our sins. What a comfort. Hebrews 8 verse 12 For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities when I remember no more. Not one of your sins will be brought to the bar in order to condemn you. Why? Because of the grace of God and the precious blood of Jesus. Psalm 103 verse 12 As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. No condemnation. That's what we see there. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Once sins are forgiven, have you believed? Have you repented as an evidence 
that you have faith if so all your sins are forgiven gospel repentance we can consider and the Lord brings one to a point of truly repenting but it is forgiveness for the one who truly repents looking to the Lord for mercy now there are those who say sorry or repent but they do not look to the Lord for mercy remember Judas we're told he went and repented but he was only convicted of his sin he never looked to the Lord for mercy no Matthew 27 verse 3 then Judas which had betrayed him when he saw that he was condemned repented himself but as only he felt he did wrong he never looked to the Lord for mercy there are those, yes, done wrong, but they don't look to Jesus. It's not gospel repentance. Others try to hide their sins while saying outwardly, sorry to the Lord. That's not repentance. What do we read in Proverbs 28, verse 13? He that covereth his sins shall not prosper. Don't cover your sins. Pray that Jesus will cover your sins if you seek to cover your sins God says you're not going to prosper oh look to him that there might be a covering he that covereth his sins shall not prosper but the verse goes on whosoever confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy there's mercy and what do we read in Micah 7 verse 18 who is a God like unto thee that pardoneth iniquity and at the end of the verse we read, because he delighteth in mercy. Oh, such mercy it is when he forgives. And the Lord makes known to this man, his sins are forgiven. What a merciful and gracious word. What mercy it is, thy sins are forgiven. Have you known the mercy of the Lord? Are you rejoicing in the mercy of the Lord? What a gracious word this is. What a compassionate and merciful word it is. Do you value such a word? Do you value forgiveness? It shows the Lord that we value forgiveness. Psalm 130 verse 4. But there is forgiveness with thee that thou mayest be pleased. It shows the Lord we're so thankful for forgiveness. By having such an awe in our hearts. Such a respect. That the Lord has forgiven me. I'm amazed at him. When we come to our Heavenly Father, what a father he is. I grieved him, but he forgave me. I'm in awe of my Heavenly Father. Show to him that you value forgiveness by having this respect. This respect for him. This reverence of him. Well, son, thy sins, sins be forgiven thee. And then very lastly, further words here, son, be of good cheer. Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. Son, what a word. You're in the family. You belong to me. What a word of comfort. What a word to encourage. We need encouragement, don't we? What a word of encouragement. Son, be of good cheer. Do you know the comfort? You're in the family. Your sins are forgiven. You belong to the Lord. Son, be of good cheer. You consider what sin has done. Isaiah makes it plain. 
your sins have separated. But through Jesus Christ, the poor sinner is blessed and brought into the family upon the event of faith, and their sins are forgiven. Son, consider what sin has done. It has offended God. It has brought about separation. Consider what Christ has done and what he does in effectual calling. He brings a poor sinner to himself and he speaks such a word, son, daughter. Just Jesus speaking such a way to you. You belong to me. You're in the family. All is well for you. What a gracious word. We don't deserve to be in the family, do we? We don't deserve to have our sons forgiven. Jesus says, son, be of good cheer. Thy sins are forgiven. Maybe you'll know the comfort. A poor sinner is brought to Jesus. And that poor sinner receives such a welcome. And that poor sinner hears such words of comfort. Have you been brought to Jesus? Have you known the welcome? And you, are you sitting here tonight with a measure of comfort in your heart? My sins are forgiven. I'm covered by the precious blood of Jesus. I belong to him. I'm in the family. With so you can say your elder brother is precious. Unto you who believe, he is precious. Amen. Let us pray. O oh, gracious God, left to ourselves, we will be as far off. Sin would still separate us from thee. Oh, what the gospel has done. Oh, what our Saviour has done. Oh, what thy grace has done. Thou hast given us faith, our sins are forgiven, and we're in the family. Lord, we who love thee here tonight, we desire tonight and this coming week to show to thee that we value forgiveness by having a greater awe of thee. Who is a God like unto thee? There's no one else. Such a great God, such a gracious God, <coughs> thou art, and we love thee. And all that Jesus will be more precious to us tonight than he's coming here. And for any without Christ here, oh, we pray they will be brought to the Saviour, drawn by grace. Lord, we pray, help us to speak of Jesus. We are willing to be used. Here am I. Send me. Use us, O Lord, open doors of opportunity, and may we see poor sinners in this village, in our families, in this country, in this world, brought to Jesus and blessed by him. We thank thee for what he is doing. We pray for his ongoing work in reaching poor sinners. We are so thankful. Blessed Saviour, thou didst not stop until thou didst find us. Have all the glory for Christ's sake. Amen. Amen. Our final praise is Psalm 32. Psalm 32, we're going to sing verses 1 to 5, and the tune is St. Gregory.
Psalm 32, verses 1 to 5. O blessed is the man to whom is freely pardoned, for the transgression he <coughs> hath done, his sin is covering. Psalm 32. Blessed, happy. You're in a blessed state. You're in a happy state to be forgiven all your sins, to be covered by the precious blood of Jesus. Oh, blessed is Thank you. 
क्योंकि वो 